You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Five Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with Tommy Fury. Tommy, it's good to see you. Yep, good to see you. How have you been? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Really good. You uh, have a, a big fight this weekend, an important fight this weekend, I guess? Yep, um, biggest one to date. It's um, the American debut, so yeah, I've got a shine, really. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, that's the plan anyway. Um, training's gone well. I've had an excellent camp. Um, I've never been in this condition before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thankful you know, that it's came on my US debut because this is a very big night for me. It's the night you dream as of a kid, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I'm happy I'm here. Um, only three, three days to go to the fight. Right. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to go. This obviously isn't your first time in the States. You were obviously over here with Tyson, but um, this is your first time fighting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a bit about if, you know, are there nerves? Is it more of excitement? Like, what, what are you feeling? Um, definitely, you know, it's not nerves. Like, um, it's just an excitement to get in there. Um, it's a weird feeling um, mm-hmm. because I've trained hard. Like I said in the press conference, I've trained hard, like gone to hell and back for eight weeks. Like we've really gone to town on this one. So it's it's just a matter of fact of getting in there now and just showing what I've been working on in the gym and every performance showing something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm eager to do on Sunday. I just know in my head, you know, I've gone over it 150 million times. Mm-hmm. It's just about, sorry. Okay. It's just about going in there and getting it done and executing it. Um, so I just can't wait. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So Anthony Taylor, let's talk a bit about him. Um, I interviewed him earlier today. And he said he sort of manifested this fight into existence because he said that like a few months prior Mm. to Jake suggesting that you guys fight, uh, he had actually tweeted you saying that he wanted to fight you and then somehow, someway, everything just sort of fell together and here it is for him. What do you make of him? Because you know what? From what I've been able to gather, I mean, he's he's taken a lot of personal digs. He said a lot about your misses. Yep. I even asked him about, like, he said if he wins, he wants to have your misses for one night. Like, what do you make of all of that? Nervous. Very mm-hmm. nervous. Um, you know, my team I've got around me, especially my father who trains me, um, has been around the fight game a long time, and we smell nerves and we see him. Um, there's no need to be bringing you know, other people into this. It's a fight. It's between me and him mm-hmm. and nobody else. You don't see me going in there talking about anybody else's misses. I'm a true professional, true professional fighter. 
I get on my job at hand. You know, I'm not all about that bullshit in games. Um, but you can see, you can see he's just a loud mouth, trying to gain a couple of followers here and there. You know, he's obviously a nobody, um, and he's fighting someone like me who's got a big following. He's trying to take my followers and make them try and follow him, but it doesn't work like that. Um, and especially if you know you're trying to do that, I think he's going the wrong way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't buy into all that, you know. Any, anything that he said in the build-up, it hasn't got into my head at all because right. my mind's bulletproof for this. It doesn't matter what he says or does, the outcome will still be the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. I'm fighting Anthony Taylor on Sunday and that's all there is to it. After Sunday, nobody's going to know who this guy is and it's going to be the end of his little train that he's on. And all this stuff about manifesting the fight and whatnot. The man was just at the right place at the right time. He was firing Jake Paul when me and him was going back and forth. And Jake Paul has obviously wanted to test me out to see how I look against his sparring partner that he's been sparring. So all this manif- manifesting and stuff like that, it's not. He was just in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, all what the man says is just bullshit. So let's talk about the press conference today because I low-key didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Like you were yeah. sat right behind Jake. I was. Do you know what? When you walked past him, hold on. When you walked right past him, and he had his hat on, yeah. I swear to God, I was just waiting for you to like smack the cap. Honestly, right? I swear <laughs> to God, I swear to God, there was about ten to fifteen moments in that press conference where I was bored and I was just looking around. And I thought, should I take this man's cap now? Should I take it? It's like when you're queuing up to get on a roller coaster and you and you, and you got all that adrenaline in you before you're about to do it. I swear to God, that I was gonna do it. I was going to just reach over because my arms are very long. I was going to go whoop and take it. But I knew if I'd have took that hat, it would have been complete carnage on stage. And my dad probably would have got angry because my dad's one of these on fight week. You know, you need to save all your energy. Don't get involved in the bullshit. Conserve your energy. Mm-hmm. If I'm out there having full-blown wars before the fight, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. But maybe if I was in Tyrone Woodley's position, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. And there definitely would have been a bit more heat if I'd have been fighting him tonight. Um, but yeah, the, the moment was there, but it is what it is. Like I said before, these guys were talking when I was across the pond in the UK, they were talking big and I mean big videos left, right and center. Mm-hmm. The man was sat right in front of me. He didn't turn around once. He had nothing to say to me. And when we walked through the curtain, I looked in his eyes, looked straight away, away. He didn't want any part of me and he doesn't, he doesn't want any part of me. Were you surprised that he didn't do more? Because I think everyone was expecting that he was going to probably have a little bit more of a verbal exchange with you. Um, I think he was just, you know, he's, he's obviously got his hands full on Sunday with Tyrone Woodley, and I think he's concentrating on that. Um, and he tried to elude to me a little bit today, and obviously I give him a bit back, I'm not going to stand there and let him run away with himself. And he didn't say anything back to me. You know, he's meant to be the king of trash talking and the king of this and the king of that. Where was he at today? He was very quiet, you know. He doesn't want any part of me because he knows full well what happened in that fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to entertain him. I'm not going to have Jake Paul... Eight, you know, I'm not going to throw his name out there all the time. I've got a job to do on Sunday. I'm going to get. I'm going to get on with that. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed Jake today, and he uh, sort of admitted, like, to having a crush on you. Like, <laughs> he said uh, he was he was saying some very flattering things about you, calling you a really good-looking guy. And uh, what did he say? I wanted to grab. I wanted to. I want to grab his cheeks. Thank you very much, Mr. Paul. <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Um, I've got to say, I don't really feel the same towards you, mate. I mean, listen, if it comes down to the nearly really, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? He's a blogger, he's a YouTuber, he's done very well for himself. Um, you know, there's no 
bad blood or hatred towards the man. He hasn't really done anything to me. Yeah, he said some disrespectful things. But, you know, it's the fight game. Um, at the end of the day, me and him were sort of on a collision course. And, you know, if the fight happens, the fight happens. You know, of course, we're still gonna, there's going to be fireworks in the build-up to that and everything else that comes along with it. But if it comes down to the really nitty-gritty of it, I don't hate the guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't hate the man. Like, I'm, not, I'm a nice guy. You know, I've got time for everybody. You know... What is there to hate about? You know, we're just probably going to fight in the future. There's no, there's no way around that. You know, it is what it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of fighting in the future, so should you both be successful on Saturday night? Do you actually anticipate that you both will call each other out? I mean, God willing, we both come through on Sunday. Um, God willing, I get the win on Sunday. I'll definitely be hanging around for Jake Paul's fight and. You know, God willing. Oh, so you got to be at the post-fight press conference, oh, Tommy. Oh, don't worry about that. So you're going to see TNT before that post-fight press conference. I'm going to be hanging around. God willing, I get the job done. I'll see what his outcome is. And if the time's right, I might just do a, a little Prince Nazim Ahmed and flip over the ropes and um, take center stage. So it's definitely going to be fireworks. Got to come through Sunday. And I think towards the end of the night with myself and Jake, it's going to be quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came down to him sort of taking certain low digs, right? How did you and Molly sort of react to that? Because I can only imagine that was, I mean, because he's got such a large following, you both have such a large, a large following. I can only imagine what the comments were like and just even harassment. Um, we, to be honest with you, our first reaction, me and Molly just started laughing to each other. Yeah. We was on the sofa and we was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> because these guys don't get it. You know, we, we get that sort of stuff on a daily the amount of messages I get and she gets saying, oh, I slept with Tommy last night. Oh, I was with Molly last night. I was doing this, I was doing that. We get it every single day, all day, every day. You know, we, we, we've had that for two years now, so that's not going to ruffle any of our feathers. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't work, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but, never, but names will never hurt me. And that's just the way it is. Like, we're used to that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So nothing that they can say is going to affect us in that way. And it hasn't done. Mm-hmm. So far, I mean, you're still obviously climbing up the ranks yourself uh, with your brother. Uh, is it challenging for you to sort of step away from that and really kind of develop yourself as Tommy Fury and not Tyson Fury's younger brother? Is that challenging for you? Um, no, no, I've said this many... I mean, even today when they announced you, it's always, yeah. you know... Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, you know, the brother of Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champion of the world, but... Those are the key points. When you are the brother of the heavyweight champion of the world, you're always going to be in that shadow. And don't get me wrong, it's an absolutely amazing shadow to be in. Um, and it's absolutely, <laughs> and it's absolutely, you know, a blessing to have him there because all through this week, you know, I've been speaking to Tyson because he's obviously made his American debut before. He's pretty much, you know, walked me through the process before I even got here. So I'm so lucky to have him on my shoulders and him to be there if I have any problems. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, pressuring and having pressure on my shoulders because of the last name no there's none there because i'm not trying to emulate tyson i'm just trying to be the best version that i can be right you know i started boxing to be the best boxer tommy fury can be mm-hmm. i didn't start boxing to try and be somebody that i'm not and mm-hmm. be somebody that is not me so all as i want at the end at the end of my career to say is you know what i was the best guy that i could have been and it, you know if i do half as well as tyson i'm happy mm-hmm. but i'm just trying to be the best version of me and i feel like when I said myself, you know, when I set that goal for myself, all the pressure was just took off because mm-hmm. from an early age, I've had everyone say to me, oh, let's have a look at him spar, it's Tyson's brother. Let's have a look at him fight, it's Tyson's brother. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Do you know what, I've got to learn to take these wheels off now or else it's just going to hamper my performances. And ever since I said that to myself, 
I've just had no pressure because it's just me that I've got mm-hmm. to impress, nobody else. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really care. What's something that you've learned the most from watching Tyson? Like it could be from personal experiences or anything. What's something that you really sort of took from his experiences? And because you are younger than him, yeah. and you know you're gonna like little bro looking up to big bro. Like what? What's something you learned? Um, I've learned a lot of things. You know, like I said before, when I've been a young kid, I've seen him around fight week. I've seen him on fight night. I was always that little kid in the corner, not saying a word, just staying quiet. And I knew that when my time came, I've observed all of this and I know how to act and I know how to handle everything when it's my time. So, you know, as far as fight week, build up press conferences, fight nights, mm-hmm. the way he handles himself in training, the way he approaches these you know, events, I've took it all in. So, you know, I think the way to take boxing is with a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a game at the end of the day. It's, it's a boxing match. Mm-hmm. You can't pressure yourself up. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. I've trained hard, I couldn't do anything more. So, you know, on the night, just get in there and what's going to be is going to be. Just right. enjoy it because you should never do something that you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I love this game with a passion or I won't be doing it because I don't, I don't need to box. I don't, I think a lot of people misunderstand that. I don't need to get my head knocked in every single day in the gym. I don't need to do this. I do it because it's a burning passion that I have for the game. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I, you know, I hope that shines through. Mm-hmm. What's the long-term goal for you then? The long-term goal, you know, it never changes. It's always to be a world champion. I've said that ever since I turned professional. I said that even when I wanted to be a boxer at the age of, you know, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal will never change. That is the goal. Um, and all this stuff you see on the more entertainment side that we're in now, obviously on the Jake Paul and the card and whatnot. The way I see my career right now is I started my career here. I'm on Route 66. I'm going straight ahead. Mm-hmm. But I've got to stop off at the gas station. <laughs> I've got to put some fuel in the car. And then we get back on that road and, you know, go ahead to the world titles because don't get me wrong, fighting Anthony Taylor and all these guys are not going to lead me to world titles. But, you know, it's the time that we're living. Why not? Let's have some fun with it, like my dad said over in the UK. And, yeah, we're just going to enjoy it. We're just going to enjoy all this because we've worked hard for it, me and my dad, and we've put the hours in. And the whole team here with me now, you know, we've all worked hard, so we're just going to enjoy it. Lastly, I want to ask you, uh, so when I was doing the tour with your brother and, and your dad was there, uh, one of the fun stories that I've heard or learned about was when your dad accidentally broke your brother's rib. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you have any stories like that <laughs> with your dad? Like, has your dad accidentally roughed you up a little bit too hard sometimes? Um, do you know what? I do have a story, yeah. Um, and it goes back to when I'm about mm, 12, 13, 14, anyway, around them years, anyway. It was me and my dad doing a smart thing, shadow boxing in front of each other at about one o'clock in the morning in the back garden. Pitch black, no lights on whatsoever. Anyway, we get up close and personal, we're there, and from one second to another, it's not shadow boxing anymore. It's it's a full on, you know, little spa. No gloves on, no gloves on. Anyway, we get inside, he uppercuts me, straight in the nuts. And I mean straight (laughs) in the nuts. I've done a hundred laps of the garden, back and forth, back and forth. Pretty sure I was crying as well, because I thought, you know, my kid's future is over. I've got no testicles left, nothing. My dad's laughing. I'm up and down the stairs, and, and he just says, do you want me to take you to the infirmary, son? What's up with you? Oh, God, what have I done? And this is one o'clock in the morning, so God knows what the neighbours would have been thinking. But, I mean, that's just a, a little funny story that always stuck out in my mind. Um, yeah. But there is many, many more like that. Um, but that's just one in particular, anyway, that was always funny for me. John's definitely up with, uh, down for the roughhousing, isn't he? 
oh, my dad, there's nothing like it. Like, you know, you see going to different gyms and you see all these fancy pad works and fancy gyms and whatnot. Literally, we get in, we work and we get out. Like, it's literally something out of the Rocky films, my dad. Yeah. Like, it's not nothing to do with technologies in the gym. It's off an old stopwatch timer. It's, you know, you get in, you work and you get out. There's no fancy down, there's no phones, there's nothing. But that's the way I would prefer to train rather than this all, you know, the high-tech stuff. I don't like that. When I'm in training camp, I want to feel like a warrior and a Spartan. And when I'm training with my dad in the gym, I feel like that. I feel like a warrior and a Spartan. That's why, you know, we go through these eight weeks and I can sit here now comfortably and be so confident in myself because I know what I've put in. Mm, Very good. Well, before we close out, what's your prediction for um, who's going to win Love Island? Honestly. (laughs) Is it done? Did I, I miss the mark? I mean, what date is it? My missus told me... Yeah, no, surely it can't still be on. It's the 26th of August. Yeah, it's done. Oh, well then, fuck that. Have a guess, well, have a guess. Have a guess, so you don't know who won. I'll be quite honest with you, yeah? Swear to God, quite honestly, there's no disrespect to anybody on the show or the show itself because I love Love Island. It is a, probably the best show on TV, but I've just not watched it. Like, I genuinely haven't You're watched it. No, I, I mean, you tell me. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it. I've watched it. No. The season when you were yeah, I watched, yeah. I, watched, I watched some of the episodes too when you were on. Yeah, no, I just never watched it. I've been so busy, I've just not yeah. watched it. And it's not one of them things that I tended to watch before I went on it. I kind of just did it, and that was it. Yeah. I, I never watched it prior, and I've not watched it since. So, you know, but I don't know. But I wish, you know. Huh? Eh? Well, Liam and Millie, I wish you all the best luck in the world. <laughs> God bless. I'll be getting married and have 25 kids. God bless, guys. Kudos to you. And that's it, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, it's great seeing you out here in the States. Congratulations, yeah. number one, on getting your, to do your uh, pro, or not pro, getting to do your debut here in the United States. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will catch up with you on post fights, and I wish you all the best. Thank you very much, and God bless. All right, thank you. Bye, fight fans. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 